chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. Who don't like that? Mic drop. Welcome, it's a blessing to be with you for another edition of Faith Family Fantasy Football. I'm the Holy Handicapper, the host of this podcast. Well, it was a great Monday night football game last night. Really brought back some uh, nostalgia for me. Very nostalgic in the fact that it's back on ABC again. Brings back the days of Howard Cosell and Dandy Dandy Don and uh, Dandy Don singing, Turn out the lights, the party's over. He'd have had a long time to wait for that uh, song last night. I'd never seen a game where a team, the Raiders, had so many chances to win that game and blew those chances, but somehow still ended up winning the game. Uh, it was funny that uh, Coach Gruden, uh, Chucky, said that um, it was like uh, it was like he felt like a cat with nine lives. He kept waking up and getting another life, waking up and getting another life. So uh, Chucky uh, being as creepy as he usually is. It was an odd game, in fact, that um, uh, I just didn't really know what to expect from um, the uh, Ravens' offense. And, uh, you know, uh, Tyson didn't look so bad last night, but it ended up that, uh, that, that Murray seemed to really save the day, came in and stabilized things a little bit, and uh, don't know what they're going to do with that running back position there. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, was having some issues, uh, hitting wide receivers, really didn't hit Many wide receivers until late in that game and into overtime where he started getting receivers involved. I don't know which receiver will be the one that will, that will stand out for him. It seemed like that, um, Patrick Mahomes old friend, um, Sammy Watkins was stepping up and then, uh, he started finding, Jackson started finding Perryman and, um, the only one he didn't find much was the guy I needed him to find, which was his, uh, his tight end. Mark Andrews, and listen to this list of uh, running backs that they have on their team right now. Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Trenton Cannon, Patrick Richard, Le'Veon Bell. Um, crazy. they got a whole bunch of people, and of course they have Edwards and Hill and Dobbins on uh, IR. So uh, it, that team is kind of a mess. They got a couple injuries on the offensive line last night that wasn't uh, – uh, too great for them. So, uh, they're not, uh, looking too, uh, too great right now. And they have Kansas City this week, just to make matters a little bit worse. And on the other side of the ball, it looked like Josh Jacobs was stuck in the mud to me a little bit. I guess he's still, uh, nursing an injury. I uh, wasn't real impressed with his output. Uh, I thought Kenyon Drake looked like the better back on the field last night. Uh, Carr was having a hard time also connecting up with his, uh, wide receivers. Uh, Ruggs and, and, um, uh, Edwards and Zay Jones really didn't get involved again until late in the game. And, uh, uh, it was basically the, the Darren Waller show, which isn't so bad if you're a Waller owner. But, uh, anyone else who took a shot at some of these other guys, uh, were a little bit, uh, disappointed. Derek Carson locked on, uh, Hunter Renfro, um, when he needed, uh, some, some yardage or, or a first down. So I wonder if teams are going to pick up on that a little bit. The Raiders kicker Carlson was clutch when he needed to be. Uh, that was a good, that was a good sight. And the Raiders defense seemed formidable. I'm not sure if it was because the, the Ravens offense were so bad or if they've improved this year. 
I had forgot to mention with the Ravens that Mr. Automatic, Justin Tucker, looked great again as he always does. And the Ravens' defense uh, concerns me a little bit, especially if they can ever find their run rhythm on offense. It was fantastic to see a full stadium there in Las Vegas, and that's weird to say because I'm so used to the Oakland Raiders and the Black Hole and the Coliseum, but uh, it was good to see a full house there. It looked like the fans were excited. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium. And uh, they got themselves a real good game to start off the uh, uh, their tenure there at the new stadium. I, sure, I really like the uh, torch there they had in honor of Al Davis. Whether you like or don't like Al Davis, he was an important part of uh, the NFL the way it is right now. I'm sure like the rest of you, I had my uh, week one woes, but I feel like I have had I had a lot more than usual this week. Of course, I had uh, Ezekiel Elliott who. Uh, Drastically underperformed. I've drafted a lot of Aaron Rodgers uh, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and also uh, Najee Harris, who all three underperformed. I also have a lot of Terry McLaurin, who lost his starting quarterback to a hip injury. Without Fist Magic, I don't expect as much as I did from McLaurin uh, when he would be playing. I also forgot to mention Devontae Adams. Uh, you think I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. Really, I'm not a cheesehead at all. Uh, somehow I liked a lot of these guys. Uh, I like when Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder. He usually comes out and has a great season. Uh, so far, not so good. But I'm not going to hit the panic button yet on these Green Bay players. You don't either. We got Detroit coming. Hopefully it's a week to get uh, better. Oh, and I forgot to mention I have Raheem Mostert also running back for San Fran that chipped a uh, bone in his knee and uh, will be out for at least eight weeks. I started these guys in most of my leagues, so uh, you'll understand why I'm a little bit miserable this week. And so far, my new experiment of drafting a quarterback earlier than I usually do uh, has been terrible. I have Josh Jacobs in a, or not Josh Jacobs. Uh, I have uh, Josh Allen in a few leagues, and I have Aaron Rodgers in a in a few leagues, and uh, neither one really performed like they did the last couple of years. So because of these unfortunate situations, I have a lot of roster dilemmas to go over this week. Uh, who am I going to cut? Who am I going to pick up? Uh, to pick people up, you got to cut people. And uh, that's the that's a, that's a tough dilemma there because you, you're kind of taking shots on people you hope are going to be okay. And you have people that you drafted that you think are, are good or you wouldn't have drafted them. So um, a lot of roster dilemmas, and I'm sure you have some also. And we'll talk about more of those when we go over the Holy Handicapper MCRPs. Boo-hoo, woe is me. I'm going to eat worms and get sick. Let me know what your woes are. I'm sure I'm not the only one with woes and what your roster dilemmas are. Uh, you can find me uh, by following me on Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper, H-O-L-I-H-A-N-D-I-C-A-P-P-R, and on Facebook at Faith Family Fantasy Football. Subscribe and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Our podcast host site is Anchor FM. For those not involved in social media, you can call and leave me a message or text me at 770-744-4075. My email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Our lineup for today will be our weekly lifeline in which we share one of Jer Pastor Jeremy's five to seven minute reset podcast messages directly out of scripture. 
Then we will look at the latest NFL news, injury updates, and Week 1 Holy Handicapper MCRP, Maintain Correct Rebuild Possibilities. Our lifeline for today is, Are You a True Believer? Out of the book of Colossians, the third chapter, the second verse. Thanks for joining us for Reset, a daily devotional podcast with Pastor Jeremy Morton. Good day to all my friends on Reset. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. My precious and only daughter, Mady, just turned 11 years old. We are so thankful for her life and for the help and the heart that the Lord Jesus has given her. Carrie and I were recently talking about when Mady was a much younger girl several years ago. I believe she was in kindergarten, and the classmate that she was speaking of was a girl named Kendall. Well, one day, Mady comes home from school, and she said this about her friend Kendall's father. She said, Daddy, Daddy, you're not going to believe it, but my friend Kendall, her daddy works on bobcats. And I said, do what, Mady? What are you talking about? And she said, you know, the wild cat, the wild animal. My friend Kendall, her daddy works on bobcats. I didn't think much about it that day, but I filed it in the back of my mind. What on earth could Mady possibly be talking about? When a few weeks later, I happened to be at an event in Mady's kindergarten classroom, and I saw a gentleman standing across the room, and he had on a work shirt, and his work shirt showed the logo of a Bobcat equipment company. It was a bobcat that would indicate the machinery or the small bulldozer that would be used on job sites or construction sites. I went over to this gentleman and I said, hey, sir, you don't know me, but I'm curious. Do you have a daughter named Kendall? And he said, why, yes, I do. That's Kendall right there. And immediately when he said that, it came full circle in my mind. When Mady heard that Kendall's dad works on bobcats, She was literally thinking about the mammal or the wild animal. That is a bobcat, but that's not the kind of bobcat that this family was speaking about. Obviously, when they said the dad worked on bobcats, they were talking about the piece of machinery or tractor equipment. Same word, very different meanings, which makes me wonder today, when we speak of being believers in Jesus, what are we talking about? Here's a question. When you hear the word Christian, what comes to your mind? The Bible tells us in Acts 11, at the city of Antioch, they were first called Christians. It literally means little followers of Christ. They were people who reflected the character of Christ. Here's what the Bible says in Colossians 3.1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your minds on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Now, therefore, put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality, impurity, 
lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Paul here is addressing what a true Christian should be. In other words, this is what Paul's saying. When we talk about a real believer, or when we talk about a true follower of Christ, let's be honest. Let's define our terms. He'll say it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The old things are passing away, and behold, everything is made new. Friends, listening to this podcast, here's a very sincere question for you. Is it obvious that you are a true, Jesus-following, Bible-obeying Christian? Is your life marked with the truth of Jesus? Is it obvious to all who know you that the old you, the sinful you, is passing away, and the new you, the one that Jesus is transforming, is a clear sign of divine, eternal change? When we talk about bobcats, let's make sure we're explaining what we mean. And when we call ourselves Christians, let's make sure that our walk matches our talk. Lord Jesus, we love you today. Help us to put away the old us with the sinful practices and to embrace the new life that Jesus brings. Oh Lord, thank you for the life that we have in Christ. Worthy is his name. And this day, may he be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. joining us for Reset. To learn more or to join the conversation, visit us at fbcw.org. Only you can answer our Lifeline podcast question this week. You may be able to fool other people, but you cannot fool God or yourself. The question is the title of our Reset Lifeline this week. Are you a true believer? I will post that question on Twitter and on Instagram, and I'll also put that on our um, on our uh, webpage. You can go to the webpage, and if you just click on uh, Contact Us, you'll see a form there you can fill out. The question will be there for you to answer. Let's start our fantasy football talk off with some NFL injury news and updates. Michael Thomas was placed on injured reserve, which is just kind of a weird move. He was already on PUP out for eight weeks, but they put him on injury reserve COVID list. Not sure what that did. I know that it helps some some fantasy managers if you have a league that uh, doesn't let PUP on IR but lets COVID people on IR. You're going to be able to move Michael Thomas now before your waivers to be able to pick someone up if you want to, which is kind of nice. Um, Jerry Judy, ankle, uh, was placed on injury reserve. He won't be back uh, for a while. Looks like... Uh, Tim Patrick and uh, Hamler will both get a an uptick in work. Uh, I really like uh, Tim Patrick there. Uh, didn't look like Cortland Sutton was quite the same. Saquon Barkley uh, remained limited to practice uh, Tuesday. 
I think it's going to be uh, this way all year. I think they're going to try to uh, to just monitor him and and uh, just uh, keep him safe. Uh, I don't think he looked great, but it's hard to tell because that offensive line is so bad. That offense in general, so bad, it's hard to tell where Saquon really is in his recovery. Antonio Gibson is okay for those of you who are concerned. When he walked off the field toward the end of the game and he was pointing at his shoulder, um, he was a full practice on Tuesday. That's good news to hear. Uh, already talked about this. Raheem Mostert knee uh, will undergo season-ending surgery. Now it was he was going to be out eight weeks. Now it's going to be season-ending surgery. He's got a chip in his knee, so he'll be out for the year. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll talk about that running back situation uh, when we get to uh, some of our players and uh, percent rostered. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge. I entered a concussion protocol, uh, which was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, he, he actually had a couple carries. Right after him um, is Rashad Penny. He's next on the list. He's expected to miss a couple of weeks with a calf injury, uh, or at least at least week two. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, they really don't have much in the way of backup running backs. They have Freddie Swain and DJ Dallas. Uh, they both had one carry for five yards, and uh, DJ Dallas had a reception for five. Swain didn't have any. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, try to pick up a um, veteran running back. I'm not sure they can because uh, the Ravens, every veteran running back that was out there, Ravens signed to their roster. Of course I say that tongue-in-cheek. Evan Ingram didn't practice Monday. I'm not sure if he practiced today. Uh, he, he looks like he's on pace to miss uh, the Thursday night game. They play Thursday this week against Washington. Looks like he'll probably miss the Thursday night game. Ryan Fitzpatrick is out six to eight weeks. Uh, he has a confirmed hip subluxation. Uh, not sure what all that is, but it doesn't sound good. And from what I heard from Stefania Bell today, uh, he, uh, those muscles and tendons around that will be really sore. It's hard to know exactly when he's going to be able to come back. That's about it on the news and injury front. Moving into our holy handicapper, MCRP, we're going to do it by uh, position by position this week. I think that might make it a little uh, easier for you. And uh, we'll we'll get into that right now. This information isn't only for waiver wires. You can be used all week for free agents and for uh, trade references just to know who's out there. I'll kind of mention that as we go on, uh, how we can use it for maintaining, correcting, or rebuilding. Let's start first at quarterback. I'm going to start at under 70% own. First, we'll look at Baker Mayfield. I didn't have a great game, and I'm not really sold on his receiving core or Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he did have a rushing touchdown for those of you who do four-point passing touchdowns and six-point running touchdowns. Um, I'm not going to go near him right now. I think there's other people there that you may be able to pick up that's uh, a little more bad. He's uh, 74% rostered anyhow. Um, at uh, 66%. Kirk Cousins, I thought he had a good game, had a couple of touchdowns. Uh, he had 26, uh, 26.04 points. Uh, not too bad. Uh, that's a guy you might want to look at. He's got a pretty decent schedule to start the season off. So he might be someone you want, want to pick up. Uh, if you have an uh, Aaron Rodgers or someone who is, uh, not, uh, didn't play up to their standards the first, uh, 
week or so. And if you, if you're a little bit worried, Justin Fields is only 51% owned. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, Andy Dalton is who Andy Dalton is. He's a good backup quarterback now at this point. Uh, he's one of the best backup quarterbacks maybe to have. I don't know. Dallas might argue that point, but, uh, Justin Fields got into a couple plays. He looks really sharp. Uh, looked sharp all preseason. Uh, it's just a matter of time before he gets in there. He's 51% owned. I would grab him if you need a quarterback quick before he's gone. Um, I don't know if I'd prioritize him over some of these other people we'll talk about later at other positions. Um, let's see. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, super efficiency. I don't know if he or any other quarterback can be as efficient as he was this week where he only had, um, 148 yards and, uh, very few attempts, but had five touchdown passes. But he is only 43% owned. And I forgot to mention, Winston didn't have any interceptions. Derek Card, only 21% owned, looked pretty good. He threw for 435 yards, only two touchdowns and a pick. Really didn't give you much and won't give you much in the way of rushing. But uh, he didn't look too bad as a as a bi-week filler. He's someone to keep an eye on. Uh, I would put him on my watch list for uh, when bye weeks uh, start coming around. You have Jared Goff at 7% owned who dinked and dunked his way to 338 yards and is, uh, I think I said already 7% owned and, uh, three touchdowns and interception, uh, three rushes, 14 yards. Uh, he's got a tough schedule coming up again. He's just really a, um, a bye week fill in. Um, keep an eye on him though. You never know when you're going to need a quarterback. I'm going to start here running backs at, uh, 77% because, uh, Kenyon Drake, 77% owned, but like I said earlier, it looked like, uh, in the recap of the game, it looked like, uh, Josh Jacobs was stuck in mud. It didn't look quick, didn't look fast, wasn't hitting the hole well. Uh, Drake definitely looked like the better back out there. Jamal Williams is 75% owned, running back Detroit. Uh, him and Swift and Hawkinson are really, they're only three, uh, uh, receivers who are going to catch the ball or, or players who will catch the ball. He really don't have much in a way of receiver besides Tyrell Williams who played all right, but uh, he can't stay healthy for a season. So uh, they're just going to continue to be like a duck and uh, nibble people to death with these underneath passes. Naeem Hines had a good day. He's uh 72% owned. Uh, keep an eye on him. If you're a, a Taylor owner, I'm not huge on having uh, handcuffs, uh, but, um, yeah, but keep an eye on him if you do own Taylor. And uh, if you need a running back, uh, I think he's going to continue to get playing time with his new contract. And they're another team that don't have much in the way of uh, a quarter, uh, of a wide receivers. Latavius Murray is 62% on running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I tell you, the way I heard the best thing I heard to explain their situation right now in the backfield is that Tyson Williams is going to be like their Dobbins. And Latavius Murray is going to be like their Gus Edwards. So uh, if you think about that in those in in that form, however you would have drafted Edwards, uh, is kind of what you want to view Murray like. Michael Carter, sixty percent owned, isn't uh, didn't do much, but uh, neither did Coleman, who was starter. Um, I, we'll see how that backfield shakes out. We'll see if uh, he earns some more playing time. Not something I'm rushing out to pick up. There was a David Johnson sighting, uh, running back for Houston. Um, he actually had 11.8 points. He's 52% owned. Uh, I would not touch him with a 10 foot pole. JD McKissick, running back Washington, didn't do much, but really a game script didn't, uh, call for him to, to, uh, be relevant in this game. Uh, so he really wasn't. 
James White, running back for New England, 33% owned. Uh, he was involved in a passing game, uh, just as we knew he would be. Uh, he had six for 49, and he had uh, some rushes also, four for 12. Not Nothing right home about, but uh, I think he's going to have the role that he's always had. Mark Ingram, running back, Houston, is only 20% owned. Uh, he had a lot of touches, 26 touches, only 85 yards. Uh, he did have a touchdown, but uh, he can't fall in the end zone for you and possibly help you in some weeks. Uh, again, not someone I'm rushing out to get, but someone who is a – a piece, uh, if, if you need, uh, a floor. Elijah Mitchell, uh, the pickup of the week at running back, he, uh, is only 8% owned. And that went up. He was only 4% owned. Uh, I guess some people must have picked him up. That was before the game. Some people must have picked him up right before the game when they, uh, when they had some doubts, uh, heard some things about, uh, Mozart maybe being out for longer. So, uh, he's 8% owned. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward in that backfield. Uh, that's something that, um, yeah, that, you know, if, if you're trying to maintain your team, you're probably not going to, uh, be able to get him because if you're maintaining, it means you have a good team. You probably got, if you have your, uh, if you're doing, um, the reverse order of standings, you won't be able to get him. If you're doing a fab budget, I guess you might be able to pick him up. If you have that good of a team, you might not have a place for him, but if you do, there's always room for improvement but if you're correcting or rebuilding that might be a way to go uh, like i said uh, um the starting running back there uh, is out for the uh, regime Mozart is out for the um remainder of the season so they're gonna have to do something there running back he may just be the answer remember though you still have trey sermon uh, who they didn't dress, but supposedly it wasn't an injury or disciplinary or anything. It's just that he was actually beat out by hasty and, uh, um, Mitchell in the, in the preseason. So, uh, he was actually right going into the game as the fourth back. And that's why they only dressed three backs. And that's why he wasn't dressed for the game. That's not a good sign for Trey Sermon, but it's a good sign for Mitchell. That report might've put me over the edge of picking him up in a few leagues. Kenneth Gainwell, 8% owned, running back Philadelphia. He looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, he, he caught the ball and, and he ran the ball. He had a, he had a running touchdown. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, it's going to be interesting. Miles Sanders, I think is a good back, but, uh, Gainwell has already, uh, carved out a niche. Uh, and if, if, uh, Sanders would happen to get down, Gainwell would be, uh, an interesting, uh, guy to have on your roster. I actually have him on a couple of rosters. I drafted him even in 10 team leagues. Wayne Gallman, uh, running back Atlanta. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, he's 4% owned. I'm not sure why he didn't dress. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, he wasn't inactive and, uh, I think that's a guy that they need to get involved. Uh, they didn't look real good on offense. Uh, Goldman, I thought, uh, could, could help them, uh, with a little bit of power and strength in that running, uh, in, in that running back rotation. Um, he's something to keep an eye on. At tight end, there's not very many, uh, players that I'm interested in. Uh, 53% owned, Austin Hooper, Cleveland. Uh, they need, they need help receiving. I'm not sure why they didn't throw him the ball. He, he threw to him three times. He had three receptions, only 27 yards. Uh, they can use someone to, to step up there. Um, I was going to say Zach Ertz, 37%, but uh, he's injured right now. I'm not sure how bad it is. I just know that uh, he had limited time. He got, kind of didn't play much towards the third and fourth quarter, and uh, um, so I'd keep an eye on that. I like Cole Clement at 34% owned. Um, I thought he looked good. 
I think he's going to have more opportunities as uh, as the season wears on. I think he's a guy that might surprise this year. He's a guy that you might want to pick up because I think he's going to be a surprise tight end for uh, for fantasy this year. A lot of folks are rushing out to get Juwan Johnson. He's only 10% owned. He's the tight end for uh, for New Orleans. Um, in the past, I had forgot about this. In the past, um, Jameis Winston has relied on his tight ends, especially in the red zone. So uh, Juwan Johnson, there's some folks that are interested in him. He had a, three receptions, uh, 21 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you don't like the only got three receptions, but it looks like he might be a Jared Cook kind of tight end, very uh, touchdown dependent. Moving on to wide receiver, we've got uh, at 73%, we have Mike Williams, uh, wide receiver, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he uh, he had a huge game. Uh, looked really good. If he can stay healthy, I really, I really like him. I think that um, he's got talent. He's young. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy in his NFL career. He's a guy, if you can't get the top couple wide receivers this week, he's might somebody you can sneak in. Marcus Callaway is 72% owned, wide receiver in New Orleans. He was a forgotten soul this week, and I think this is going to be forgotten on a lot of uh, waiver wire pickups. Uh, he was the hot topic of conversation after a great uh, preseason. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver in Miami, is only uh, 66% owned. Uh, he had a touchdown in 66 yards, four receptions on six targets. Miami won that game, but their offense didn't look very convincing. And the jury's still out on Tua. Will Fuller, uh, wide receiver for Miami, is only 66% owned also. <clears throat> He'll be coming off uh, the suspended list this week. Uh, we'll see if he can put a spark in that uh, offense. Marvin Jones Jr., 61%, had a really good game for Jacksonville. Uh, even with Shark, uh, Shark back, uh, he ended up with uh, 18.7 points. Five targets, or five, nine targets, five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. He actually outscored DJ Chark. Marquise Brown's only 61% owned, wide receiver for Baltimore. They're going to have to do something. They, they weren't running the ball well. Uh, they're going to have to pass a little more. Uh, I th- they, it looked like Marquise Brown was the go-to guy for a while there, and he looked pretty good. As usual, there's a ton of wide receivers out there. There was my boy, Sterling Shepard, that I talked about last week. Never gets any respect. He ended up with 24.3 points uh, in PPR leagues. He's only 39% owned. He's someone you want to go and roster if you can. Nelson Aguilar, another guy, uh, wide receiver from New England, 33% owned. And the guy I've been all over this preseason, um, I like him. He had a good game. He ended up scoring 18.2 uh, fantasy points. As long as he stays on the field, I think he'll lead that team in receptions, or at least scoring. Uh, Jacoby Myers is another guy I missed. Um, he's 61% owned, uh, higher than, than Nelson Aguilar, uh, but I still like Aguilar a little more. There's a lot of guys here I like. Uh, I'm just going to give you their names for you to keep an eye on. Uh, Jamison Crowder's coming off the uh, COVID list, a wide receiver of the Jets. Uh, Jalen Regger actually didn't have a bad game. He had 16.9 points. He's only 21% owned, so I'm going to keep, uh, someone you might want to pick up. Uh, Terrence Williams, someone you might want to just, uh, keep an eye on. Uh, Brian Edwards, uh, wide receiver, Las Vegas. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. If they use him right, I think he can have a, a breakout season if, uh, if they start using him. Sammy Watkins is only 12% owned. He could be a useful piece for your Baltimore wide receiver. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver of Buffalo, was his typical floor self, scored uh, 12 points this week. Um, 
Deontay Harris scored 15. I don't see that uh, continuing to happen. He's only five foot six. I don't even know how he's playing in the NFL. Van Jefferson, wide receiver, Los Angeles Rams, only 2% owned. Uh, he scored 16 points. Just someone to, again, these are people you're just going to put uh, on your watch list just to keep an eye on and see if there's someone that they that can be uh, useful to you. Uh, all these players I mentioned, now you, you got to remember that, you know, you're not going to pick all these guys up. Uh, I just want to put them on your radar. I want you to put them on your watch list. I want you to um, take a, uh, take a, you know, just keep an eye on these things so you can continue to maintain, correct, and rebuild your teams as you need to as the, as the season goes on and you're not taken off guard. Take a look at defensive matchups this week. Don't be afraid to cut a defense even if they're a good one uh, because you can pick them up, uh, match, you know, pick up for matches for the week. Uh, you know, if, if you have the, the ability to be able to do that, if you have a strong enough team everywhere else, uh, that's not a bad thing to do. Or even if you have a, a weak team, you may need to start streaming a defense if you picked up a top defense to start scoring some points each week. So for your waivers, an easy thing to do is go into your player list and uh, put in all players as your filter for all offensive players. And then go to points scored for the week uh, or points scored and then scroll down and see, uh, especially this first week, who uh, is in there who might be available percentage-wise that was in the, the, the top uh, scores this week. Immediately, we see Goff and Winston uh, are in that top 20. And our two quarterbacks you want to put in your watch list to keep an eye on, not waiver priorities for this week. So quarterback priorities, I'd say Winston, Goff, and Fields if you're trying to hit a home run and you can possibly wait. Running back, I'd say Elijah Mitchell, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, um, Kenyon Drake, and Mark Ingram if you're really desperate. Wide receiver, I'd say Sterling Shepard. Mike Williams, Nelson Aguilar, Marvin Jones Jr., Christian Kirk, Jalen Squared, Rager, and Waddle. A short list for tight ends, Cole Clement, um, Dalton Schultz, and uh, and a dart throw if you want it, Juwan Johnson. And again, find yourself a good streaming defense if you lost in week one and uh, you need to pick up a win this week. Or correcting your team, you may want to make some trade offers out there for some people that, you know, for um, Elliot owners, both Rogers owners, Aaron and um, I meant both Aaron's, Aaron Rogers and Aaron Jones, Devontae Adam owners, Najee Harris owners, basically all the people I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast are on my teams would be people to try to trade in targets for correcting and rebuilding your team. If you had a great week, just sit back and relax and watch who people cut in uh, panic modes trying to uh, improve their team. That's one thing I do want to mention to people trying to correct and rebuild. Don't panic uh, too quickly. It's only week one. Uh, don't give away the house uh, just to try to win a single game. You can get waiver wire rankings right off of uh, Fantasy Pros. You can go to NFL waiver wire waiver wire rankings for the week this is week two i don't give you a whole list of uh how they rank waiver wires for this week look at them like i do and come up with your own list moving forward expect a podcast before waiver wire wednesdays wednesdays to alert of nfl news injuries ways to help you maintain correct or rebuild your teams or as i like to call it the holy handicap or mcrp i will be working on getting this out as early as possible on tuesdays the good thing is that the information is applicable all week as you make various moves to maintain, correct, and rebuild your team. Visit our website to see the newest member of our God Squad. 
to ask questions, you can go to the correct, uh, you can go to the contact page. To get an answer, you will have to put in an email that uh, you check. Uh, you can also uh, answer uh, podcast questions in that same place. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Holy Handicapper. Send us your questions and comments so we can address what you're interested in. Follow us on Facebook, Faith Family Fantasy Football. Join the Facebook group with the same name to be able to discuss to discuss what's on your mind. Please give Faith Family Fantasy Football Podcast a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe so we know that you're out there. For those not involved in social media, you can call and leave a message or text any question you want to, to weigh in on at 770-744-4075. My email address is holyhandicapper at faithfamilyfantasyfootball.com. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that will be a wrap. It was a blessing and a privilege to spend this time with you. Keep loving our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep loving your family and keep playing fantasy football. God bless you. And remember, one cross plus three nails equals forgiven. Thank you, Jesus.